0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Muhammad wa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathirin kathirah Amma ba'du, my brothers and sisters, yesterday I spoke to you about the importance of focusing and keeping the focus on the purpose of our creation which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described in the ayat of Surat al-Dariyat, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And then he said in the next ayah, مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ وَمَا أُرِيدُ مَا يُتْعِمُونَ And then after that he said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَاقُدُ الْقُوَّةِ Allah said, and I, Allah, did not create the jinn and the humans except that they should worship me alone. I do not seek any provision for from them. Nor do I ask that they should feed me or my creatures. Mm. And verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all provider and the owner of power, the most strong. So one of my students, he asked me a question. He sent me the Hadith of Bukhari, uh, where in the chapter of supporting the family, Kitab al It says To provide one's family With food sufficient for one year In advance And narrated Umar ibn al-Khattab The Rasulullah Used to sell the dates of the Garden of Banu Nadir And store for his family So much food as would cover their needs For a whole year So Uh, Now, so therefore, this student of mine, may Allah bless him, he says, how do we reconcile these two things? One, that our purpose in life is only one, and that is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else. And on the other hand, we have responsibilities, among which is to provide for the family. And we have the hadith of Rasulullah where he used to provide for his family for one year in advance. So he says, how do you reconcile the two? Because it seemed to him that the two things are opposed to each other. So my submission to you is very simple, which is that there is nothing to reconcile because there is no there is no conflict between the two Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu as i mentioned also yesterday that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this deen as a complete way of life in this in this life now when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said i have created you only for my worship it does not restrict and does not mean only worship as in salah and zakat and hajj and umrah and so on it means to understand worship as something where every action of mine, I do with the nia of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and expecting a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? The basic fundamental level. Whatever I do, if I eat, I eat so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with me. I eat so that I will get nourishment in order to do the work of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore, what I eat... Naturally, it has to be something which is from a halal source and is itself halal. Right? That goes without saying. If I'm eating something and I say I'm eating this in order to please Allah, with expectation of reward from Allah and in order to do the work of Allah's deen, I cannot be eating something which is haram. Similarly, my relationship with people, my business, my work, I'm an employee, I'm an employer, I am a ruler of a state, I am a, I am a subject of the ruler, whatever it might be. The purpose of the Muslim is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the Muslim works with that purpose, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards him for that deed. In support of this, we also have the Hadith of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where Rasulullah said that if you Uh, do not commit adultery if you do not go outside the boundaries which Allah has set for you which means you have relations only with your spouse to whom you are married and you don't go outside of this then Allah will reward you so the sahaba said Ya Rasulullah we have our relationship with our spouse for our pleasure will Allah reward us for this? Nabi sallallahu said, if you went outside of this boundary, supposing you committed zina, will Allah punish you? They said, yes. He said, then if you don't do that and if you stay within the boundary, then Allah will reward you. Now, this is the beauty of the deen. So, therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu when he is providing for his family for a whole year, he is not providing for a hundred years, he is providing for one year. Right? He's providing. What is he doing? He's taking care of the responsibility that has been given to him as the head of the family. So as the head of the family, my responsibility is to provide for my family. Then it is not permissible for me to leave my wife and my children high and dry. And I, I said, oh, I'm going in the path of Allah. No, sorry. You have to provide for them. That is part of part of your path of Allah. That is part of your responsibility. Once you have provided for them, then it's a different issue. Now, provision is not only food. Provision also is your time and your energy for the of especially if you have children. The children must have a father present there. They must have a mother also present there. So you can't say, well, here is the check to the wife and I am gone. You take care of the children. No. You also have to partner in order to take care of the children. Having done all this, of course, then we spend our time in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other thing also to understand here is that those who are interested in more Zohar and more, uh, you know, taking more care and therefore uh, shunning any kind of external thing, uh, least company, uh, you know, uh being alone by yourself and so on and so on, alhamdulillah, these are all good things to do and they are good for the purification of the heart and they are good to build a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this does not mean that we leave the work of this dunya to somebody else. Please understand this, the, 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 the meaning of asceticism does not mean that you have to leave this world, let all the shaitans run the world and I am going to go and sit in a cave and I will be alone by myself and I will fast all day and I will worship Allah all night and I will build my connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and let the world be run by the Shayatin. This is not from Islam, right? There was nobody who was more pious than Rasulullah Sallallahu Is there anybody in your in your view who was more pious than the Nabi Sallallahu Did anybody have more taqwa than the than the Rasul? Did in that in his, in their times did anybody have more taqwa than Abu as Siddiq, Did anybody have more taqwa than Umar bin al Khattab, did anyone have more taqwa than Osman bin Affan? Did anyone have more taqwa than Ali bin Abi Tarif? All four were khulafa. They were all rulers. Why? How? They should have left the rule. And gone and sit in some cave. They did not do that. They did not do that because this is the job of the Muslim. The job of the Muslim is to run the world. According to... The rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which are good for the whole world and all the people in it, including non-Muslims. If you as a Muslim are not going to establish a law of truth and fairness and justice and human rights and compassion and charity, then who will do it? So we must understand this very clearly that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala sent us into this world, and Allah said, "Kuntum khayr ahummatin ukhrijat li nas." So how do you comp- How do you reconcile these two ayat then in that case? Allah is saying, "Maa khalaqtu jinnaw liinsa illa liyabudun." Then Allah said, "Kuntum khayr ahummatin ukhrijat li nas." <laughs> so here is Nas, and there is Allah. So you, are we saying that the two ayat of, of the Quran are in conflict with each other? No. They are not in conflict. The ayat one is the tashree of the other. Which is linnas. How? Ta'muruna bil maruf, Which is ibadah. So I, you have been extracted for the benefit of mankind to invite mankind towards good and to save mankind from that which is evil, which is ibadah. How do you invite towards good and evil? In whichever way. If you are a speaker, you speak. If you are a writer, you write. If you are a ruler, you rule. Whichever way you invite people towards good and away from evil, and this is ibadah, therefore you are fulfilling the purpose of your creation, which is, That is the reconciliation if you want to call it between these two ayat because if you simply take the meaning of the ayat seems to be something different no here is Allah is saying only ibadah and here Allah is saying I have take, extracted you for the benefit of mankind so where is ibadah benefit of mankind is ibadah Amar bin Maruf is ibadah Nahir al-Munkar is ibadah and therefore there is no tazad and there is no conflict between the two ayats and there is no tazad and conflict between the hadith of Bukhari, which I mentioned to you, and the ayat of, uh, these ayat of uh, Surah Al Zariyat. So let us understand this and let us see, therefore, at a personal level, what should we do? Check before every qawl and every faal. Check before every speech and every action. Does it please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We will get three kinds of answers. Yes, it pleases Allah, so do it. No, it does not please Allah, don't do it. Third answer is, I don't know. If I don't know, find out. Right? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalaluhu, to enable us to do that which pleases Him and save us from that which does not please Him. We ask Allah to accept our efforts. We ask Allah to help us in our efforts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive the and the uh, and, and the mistakes and the uh, shortcomings that we have. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fulfill those From his majesty and grace and from his generosity and rahmah.